You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, there's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets like that guy. Hi, I'm Brian, and I've got six layers on, and I'm still freezing my jubblies <laughs> off. <laughs> Someone else who's multi-layered. Actually, I kind of am. i got thermals on. <laughs> Hi, yeah. Matt Fox. Yeah. And I, me, Jamie Flanagan, just wearing a t-shirt. Just one layer. Just, just one. T-shirt and boxers. What you see is what you get with Jamie. One <laughs> layer. You, you ooze this much cool, man. You can't, you can't hold it down. With I have no idea. Pushing our buttons today. Sam, with hey. one Hi, shirt. Sam. <laughs> the tough young people. Yeah. Well, actually, Matt's younger than me. <laughs> no, you're you're younger than I am. Nah. I feel older than you. I are. Fair play. You guys are all old. <laughs> all right, Animal Talk. It is America's Pet Show, helping people with their pets. That is uh, our goal, our mission in life. We got a lot of stuff coming up today, Brian. Has anyone seen my shawl? <laughs> <laughs> We got some animal questions we're going to tackle. We got some leash issues, and we got some fear of training issues. Hmm. And uh, we have a guest today, and we're gonna we're gonna dive right into that. We're gonna get. Uh, I heard pet. I heard this guy knows everything about everything as far as pets <laughs> are concerned. Is that true? Uh, I'm gonna find some really obscure animal questions for him. We do, <laughs> we do. And today, um, our guest is uh, Dr. Marty Goldstein. Dr. Marty, welcome to Animal Talk. You guys are too rowdy for me. <laughs> so, Dr. Marty, your deal is uh, you're a little bit into more of the, the, a, a holistic uh, approach to things, right? You're a best-selling author. You had a, a, a radio show on Sirius of your own. He worked with Martha Stewart. Mm-hmm. Oh. So he, can, he knows where the forks and everything go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He knows. Oh, he yeah. knows. Salad fork, <laughs> dinner fork. I actually had Martha Stewart and Oprah Winfrey as clients at the same time. She, I just, that, that <laughs> is, oh, that's that's. that's Rolling with my the, resume is looking pretty good now. That is rolling, <laughs> rolling with the the big dogs, and, and then and like the, the GameStop stocks. Oh no, he's here with us now. Yeah, <laughs> there's a parallel there. Yeah. Uh, but it just he's he's into understanding uh, the spiritual world and, and connecting that to your animals, and uh, it's all about health and food because we got. Dr. Marty, I got to say thank you because there was this box of joy that that came to my house, uh, and it had some wonderful uh, pet treats. Yeah. In Wait it. a minute, these are pet treats? I've been eating these for <laughs> twenty minutes now. They're fantastic. Yeah, it's they're all healthy. it's just you it's can. salmon and it's chicken. It's <laughs> yeah. like if you look at the ingredients, it's like chicken <laughs> and it's like <laughs> salmon and it's like it's like. But the, so we're going to talk about the uh, the the healthy pet uh, ingredients. We're going to talk about your book, and it's uh, the spirit. Of animal healing, mm-hmm. um, but before we do that, Marty, Doctor Marty, um, I want to know about about you a, a little bit. Tell us, Marty, what was your very first pet? Oh, it was a black dog named Poochie. <laughs> a black dog named Poochie. Yeah, black muddy, like a, a long haired lab, maybe thirty five pounds, and I was a kid and just fell in love with animals. And it's always been to me about the animals. You know, the whole thing. Seriously, oh, hate that word. When I graduated Cornell in 1973, approximately one out of 10 dogs got cancer. Whoa. And it was always a disease of the old. So if we saw a young animal with a lump on it, we eliminated the possibility of cancer based solely on age. Hmm. Now, recent statistics say that one out of every 1.61 dogs get cancer. 
and it's become a prominent disease of the young. And we're talking about 190 million registered dogs and cats mm. in the United States in families that is about 70% of the families. So we're talking about destroying the level of unconditional love that animals give us by chronic degenerative diseases and cancer. So it's a major, major issue to the human race, what's going on. And that's why I dedicated my life to, you know, this holistic medicine. I was one of the first to come forth with that because I was losing my own health way back in the 70s. And it's just working with nature. It's not me and what I know about animals. How do you heal a cut? Go on Google? Time. Yeah. Right. Nature heals it. And unfortunately, even though I'm so still so well-versed in medicine, medicine tends to suppress the symptoms or the processes created by nature to get the body better. And the end result of that is not health in our society or in the profession. The answer to that is disease. So this book, The Spirit of Animal Healing, mm -hmm. is a wake-up call because I can't tell you how many people, how many celebrities I've dealt with in my 47-year career where they had to stop working. They couldn't do a film. They couldn't record their music that was on deadline because their dog or a cat was dying of cancer. Mm, oh, and, and, you know, yeah. It's really bad. So, you know, besides the joy I've gotten working with hundreds of thousands of animals and some of their people that they dragged in, <laughs> It, you know, it's really, it, you know, health is very simplistic. Disease is one of the most complex things. The medical establishment is one of the most complex establishments in on this planet. And it, they're unfortunately, uh, you know, part is a failure because, you know, we when I went to Cornell, I didn't learn much about health care. I didn't learn. I had a three-week course on nutrition. Huh. So. How's that for a ramble on? You yeah, know what? Uh, no. uh, my 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 new primary care physician. Um, you you'd really like her, Doctor Marty. She, uh, you know, I'll I'll ask her about some uh, you know in, in inflammation or something like that, and she'll say, you know, you have to drink more water, or mm. you know, you, you have to eat some honey. It's like that's your best advice. But see, this is the stuff that pharmaceutical companies don't make any money on. Yeah, right. and there's no prescriptions involved. And um, so relating that back to pets. Um, what what do you what do you see as the the, the biggest, um, I, especially from a dietary standpoint, the biggest mistake people make or the misnomers or misunderstanding people have about pet nutrition? Because you know a dog will eat roadkill, you know. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so so what what is the what is the secret? And you you hear about all these uh, these these uh, uh, diet um, you know supplementation and that sort of thing. What, what does a typical dog need on a day to day basis that uh, that they're not getting? I mean, that, that's the foundational question of everything I represent. <laughs> you know, it all starts with food. Ah. So the basic structure of the pet food industry has been based around the cereal industry. And most of the real big selling foods that have been on the market, you know, the big bags of food that you get in the, you know, the biggest aisle in any supermarket is the pet food aisle from one side to the other. Most of those foods, a majority of those foods, were 50 to 60% or more processed cereal byproducts. And if you look at the label, even though now they'll say number one ingredient is meat, you'll see four different grains after that. 
Corn is the biggie. Show me one tooth in a dog or a cat's mouth that is flat for chewing and grinding cereal. They are carnivores. Hmm. And the pet food industry has taken the high-quality meat out of their diet for generations and decades. And you know what? It's taken its toll big time. You know, I believe you're right. Uh, it, for anyone, if you've never toured a dog food uh, factory, uh, I've, I've been in the pet industry for a while. Yeah. A dog food factory, it's the most uh, eye-opening experience. First of all, the, it's gray. This stuff is gray. Yeah, yeah. And they, they truck in these, these, um, these uh, preservatives. Now, keep in mind that a dry dog food that has, that's meat-based yeah. can stay in a distributor for 60 days. And then it can be on a, on a truck for another month. And it, mm. it's, it sit around for another 90 days or 120 right, days. Right. How can something be meat-based and, yeah, be, yeah. and pre- be preserved and that be, long at room temperature? And, right. and the answer is these uh, carcinogenic preservatives that they use. And someone told me once that, that you know all these preservatives cause cancer. Right. Yep. But they just, they just try to time it so that the cancers don't show up uh, until you know, a, a, a typical lifespan is, has been eclipsed. <laughs> yeah, right. you die. You it's hit awful. it on the head. I mean, it, it, it's so true. And then most pet foods in bags, almost all, are created by what's called the extrusion process, which cooks, even if it's really good ingredients, it's getting cooked 350, 400 degrees. That destroys everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the nutrition, the enzymes, the vitamins, and all of that. So to meet FDA regulations under what's called AFCO, they have to add those things back in. And they're added back in in synthetic form. Mm. Synthetic vitamins, minerals, and supplements are not healthy. They actually deprive the body. So, you know, with, with the, the, one of the big things about this book is trying to get everything back to common sense and nature. So Period. how is how is the book set up? Because it looks like there's little chapters that, that if you have a particular question, you can go to a particular answer in the book. So how is the book set up? Am I, right? Am I reading that right? Yeah, well, here's the scoop. 22 years ago, I wrote a, a book called The Nature of Animal Healing. Mm-hmm. I co-wrote it with a cover story writer from Vanity Fair. And it made it a very well-written book, and it's still in the top 10, 15,000 out of 9 million on Amazon after 22 years. And that book was about specific therapies for animals. And it ended with me saying, we'll continue this work, dog by dog, cat by cat, one animal at a time. Love it. The spirit of animal healing is now taking my work on a global level. Because the things that I said in the first book, because I was, I went through 40 years of ridicule, condemnation, arrow, you want to count the arrow holes in my back? Oh my God. So I voiced my opinion in my first book. Over the last 22 years since I wrote that book, in this book, almost everything I said in that book is now scientifically backed. So now I don't no longer have to voice my opinion. I'm the spokesperson for real scientific data and common sense to make a global effect on the companion animal kingdom. That's what makes this book different. And it's a trip. I'm telling you, I like this book better, much better than the last one. So uh, I I just flipped the book open to page 41. Jamie, 
May I listen to this? Yeah. Before we started learning about the importance of diet for animal health, we fed our dogs uh, Gainsburgers and Top Choice. Consider the chemistry set of 28 ingredients uh, that used to be found in each and every Gainsburger and compare them to the three wholesome food ingredients. Listen to this. Soybean meal, high fructose corn syrup, soybean grits, uh, cornmeal germ, meat. So meat's way down there, but what kind of meat? Who knows? Water uh, sufficient for processing, corn syrup. Uh, propylene glycol. You know what that is? Antifreeze. Oh, f- oh my goodness. Um, yep. Uh, animal fat preserved with BHA, calcium carbonate, phosphoric acid, vegetable oil preserved with BHA, salt, potassium sorbate. All that good Listen stuff for oh young growing goodness. bodies. Sodium carboxymethacellulose. <laughs> oh, geez. You know what that is? I have no idea. Yeah, please. That's a thickener. They used to use it to thicken McDonald's shakes. Oh. And then there's these uh, these these um, these vitamins that are added. Now I've seen how they add the vitamins yeah. in. So this gray food comes through the uh, the processing, mm. and and like Dr. Marty said, everything's been cooked out of it. And then they spray the supplements on top of it, like a with a spray gun, like a paint sprayer. Mm. So the, the supplements are, yeah. are are sprayed on top of it. It's horrible. It's it's awful. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's the kind of stuff that um, you know that the ingredients are getting more and more wholesome. Right, right. But this is this wasn't too long ago. Where this was in just about every food. Every, sure. Everything that I, that I that I yeah. I mean, it's really when I graduated school, we were taught. That was the only food to feed. That's all we fed our own pets. And we had a closet in my, I mean, a huge storage room in our original hospital. And it was filled with cases and cases and cases of those semi-moist foods. That's all we sold. Wow. You wonder why the incidence of cancer alone has quadrupled Mm. since I graduated Cornell in 1973. Something's got to be wrong. It's yeah, not bad right. luck. I'm looking at the bag here, Jamie. You have a bag there as well. Yeah, I got. Uh, I have. A, I have the. You have and, one. I have another. Yeah, this is the salmon one, and this is the chicken one. Yes, you know yes. those look like pieces of chicken breast that I would actually cook for my yeah, family. Flip they it over. Are. Read the ingredients, man. It says chicken. <laughs> In this one, hundred percent chicken. The ingredient. <laughs> Salmon. Yeah, <laughs> that's where yeah, it is. Period. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. This. Uh, tell us about the. Tell us about the treats, Doctor Marty. Well, the treats are single-ingredient meat-based protein or mm-hmm. fish. And, you know, I have a big of my actual dog food here. Mm-hmm. You know, what's good about this is that we put this through the freeze-drying process. Mm-hmm. It loses no nutritional value. Nice. It loses all its weight so it can be shipped anywhere and it stays on a shelf for two years with no right. problems. And there's four different meat proteins, organ meats. Remember in, in the wild, animals ate the organs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what makes this food better, better and different than any other raw food on the market is that every single FDA regulation is met without adding anything back in. We selected different foods to meet all the FDA requirements. Hmm. And I'm getting the biggest joy in my life right now, seriously, because I love animals. Really? <laughs> I have really? So sure. Many in my house, <laughs> is the testimonials that I'm getting every single day from people all around the United States thanking me for how, for their, their, their companion animals' health. Or I'm getting calls from veterinarians who had non-responsive cases 
medically. And the people went and bought my food or some of my supplements and the animal got better. And the vets are calling me saying, what are you doing? So, it, oh, wow. you know, it's finally consciousness of society is finally changing. And then this documentary, The Dog Doc. Oh, yeah. I was going to yeah. ask you about that. I'm loving that. It's, I'm loving that hoodie. The, the dog doc. <laughs> yeah, there. it's a trip. I mean, it was it was winning awards at film festivals all over the United States. Uh, my really that dear friend that did the entire movie, her last film called Buck made the shortlist for the Academy Awards. Oh. So she's the real deal. This yeah. movie is the real deal. You know, she filmed me at my clinic for three years. Oh. Uh, 300 hours and put together this hour and 41 minute movie. And it's just, it got rave reviews, Hollywood reporter, New York times, New York post, you name it. Big so, opening in the theater for you. Well, because <laughs> we talked New a little York. bit about this. It opened in New York. Supermodel Carol Ault came down to be my moderator. Nice. On March 13th, <laughs> it was scheduled four days later. <laughs> To do three uh, three theaters in L.A. and on March 14th, all the theaters shut down. The world shut COVID. down. Yeah, yeah. March yeah. 13th. That was my last day. Uh, I teach high school during the week, uh, and that was our there that was. was our last day of school. It was like, all right, we'll see you guys online come Monday. Uh, and we finally just got back into the classroom nine months later with the kids. God, so uh, it's and it's still not safe i don't think yeah but. dog doc that was uh two ni- 2019 is when that came out yeah yeah, yeah. So not it's actually available hey ray and dvd yeah. awesome and it's just my goal i mean you can't make me happy or i have a beautiful wife and three beautiful daughters i have this food out i got this book out i haven't been sick in 35 40 years but that's not enough for me yeah my goal because I love animals so much, and I see not only how much they're suffering by the millions, but I see that it's just a lack of education in proper health care. And it, it's been so frustrating for me. So that's why I wrote a book like this. That's why I'm on a show with you guys like this. <laughs> right. Because we all love, I mean, you know. We love our critters, man. We love so our critters. Where so your food? Where is the where is the the food uh, uh, available? Is it uh, online? Is it it's uh, online? It's called DrMartyPets. dot com. Okay, and uh, it's actually this company's first. They have twenty seven different companies that they're actually going into the retail market and going through all the stores around the United States. So I'm sitting back. And watching my 47 years of struggle to get this message of health care, I'm watching it infiltrate society. And I wake up every morning and go to sleep every night just with this big smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. I love it. So, all right. So, and, and again, the, the website on the, the food, I got a memory of a goldfish. <laughs> Eat some of the food; it'll come back. Yeah, it will. <laughs> hey, Doctor Marty, one of the things that I saw was that you you actually uh, have a sponsorship, and you uh, sponsor the uh, the Freedom Service Dogs of America. You oh. have a partnership with them at the same time. Uh, help us understand that a little bit. Well, you know, I mean, the title alone says it all. Mm-hmm. Just you know, if you look at the bond. And, you know, the reason this book is called The Spirit of Animal Healing, yeah. 
is because, and this is the biggie, is that if I were to take an infrared photograph of you and your companion animal, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't see two physical bodies. There are at least 50, 55 different perceptions in this universe. Human beings have five. Taste, hearing, smell, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It is known that companion animals have extra physical senses. Dogs can smell or detect an epileptic seizure up to 24 hours before. When a tsunami hits, the animals are gone right before, Uh, but the humans aren't. Right. And the book goes through that. Now, health and disease between a human and an animal also coexists on that level. But it's never taught. It's never even considered. And that's where this book goes into big time. And then you look at, you know, the the service, the animals, these people that are in service to our country. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we, we rescue animals and put that human animal bond connection together mm-hmm. and look what we're doing for these people. In, you know, that need the service of a companion animal. It's just, you know, there are so many different places we could have gone to donate our proceeds to, but this was the best because yeah. you can't get better than this. One of the things I really enjoy about Freedom Service Dogs of America, mm-hmm. they actually work with uh, shelters. No, with more than anything else. So it really unlocks the shelters Mm. itself as to what the dog's potential is Ah, to help with the autism, traumatic brain injury, cerebral palsy, spinal cord injuries. There's a, there's a mess of things that these, that they do, Freedom Service Dogs of America and, and match them with the human. At the same time, but they're using the shelters. I to love do it. it. So it's you know between it's a pissing. win-win-win situation. It really, really is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, Doctor Marty, in the book, available at all online booksellers and and uh, local booksellers as well. Uh, came out on Tuesday. Hey, there you go. it's available all over the place. It's already you... ranked number one on Amazon, and it it needs to be not for me, but the message it contains is so vital. To who is ever listening out there? Ooh, How many man. people don't like animals? Oh, yeah. They're not listening to this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's for darn sure. <laughs> and they are not to be trusted. <laughs> no. You got that right. So, uh, so, I mean, that's more or less what it's all about. And it's just, you know, I, I, I ain't stopping. I got another 30, 40 years of me. Good for you. Just to keep on getting this message out because it's just. It needs to be. It'd, right. it'd be great to have you come back on and kind of share with us. And for sure, anytime. yeah, yeah. I'll uh, yeah. you know we got to connect. It's COVID and... time. I got nothing to do. You <laughs> tomorrow I'm here. Thursday, Thursday nights, seven o'clock. Yeah, roll on by. Come Super on in. Bowl. I don't think we'll get views during Super Bowl. <laughs> After that, you got me. So, uh, Doctor Marty, Doctor Marty's Pets dot com. There's an S on Doctor Marty's Pets dot com for the foods and and to connect with you and, and and all the things you did a pretty cool like a week ago. You did a cool Q and A and a reading of your book uh, ahead of the launch here. Mm-hmm. Um, are you doing more online stuff now with the with the lockdown? Are you doing? Are you connecting oh, with people absolutely. online? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, it, it's really good. Uh, you know, we, we we're just making it through this disaster. Yeah. You know, I mean, just just to let you know, 
the significance. I write about therapies in the book. You know, we write about the spiritual connection. We write about pet food. We write about supplements, the need for supplements, the true definition of, of what a supplement is or should be. Mm-hmm. We write about therapies. You know, I wrote a lot in my first book, but we write about these unique therapies. Mm-hmm. And one of the therapies that I repeated again is the use of high levels of intravenous vitamin C. Huh. I've literally worked on, no exaggeration, maybe 40, 45,000 animals over my career oh. on intravenous vitamin C at very high levels. <laughs> Do you know right now, according to studies out of Shanghai, studies out of the NIH, National Institute of Health, that intravenous vitamin C is probably the most effective therapy against COVID. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they're actually starting to use it in hospitals using three grams per person. Hmm. We were using a gram per pound in dogs. So a 60-pound dog was getting up to 60 grams a day. They're using three grams in a person, which is so low, and it's still extremely successful. So these are the kind of things that are covered in the book. Excellent. Why don't you hear this on national TV? Yeah. 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 I don't TV makes me sad. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go sit in the sun for a little bit. I'll be back. So, <laughs> Get some vitamin uh, D in me, too. For vitamin sure. D. Dr. Yeah, Marty, sure. thank you so much. Uh, again, like I said, we'll have you back. We'll, we'll do more. We'll hang out. And uh, I'm going to take these home to my kitty cat, Percy. Uh, we're going to try them out. And yeah. uh, we'll, I'll report back to you and let you know how it goes. Yeah, Honeypot's going to enjoy some of these. Yeah. Treats, right? Oh, sure. yeah. They love these treats. I mean, <laughs> this, because this is what they were intended to eat in nature. Yeah. All right. Read All the right. book, too, so next time I can quiz you. For sure. All Thanks. right, Marty. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. All right, we'll talk to you. <laughs> uh, it's a pleasure. You guys are great. Thanks, Thank you, man. sir. Be well. Dr. Marty, you bit the hand, yeah. Marty. You bit the hand. I just, it's a reflex <laughs> when I say the name Marty. I'm like, it's either that or I'm making a DeLorean joke, <laughs> or it's the, you bit the hand, Marty. All right, anyway. Oh, what a great, I, I am fascinated by his work. I really yeah. am. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's just, you know, how four decades uh, of a career and he's not done yet. Yeah, so I love I love how pure this stuff is. So. Yeah, he's really passionate about that. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's uh, uh, people who, uh, that, that are that passionate about what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They tend to live really long, prosperous, <laughs> and, and very happy, fulfilling lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think I think of the typical nineteen-year-old who just who can hardly <laughs> get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> they hate yeah, everything. Oh Oh my God! They're pessimistic yeah. about everything. That's They're how depressed. I want to be. Yeah. Uh, hard to get out of not, bed. Not hard to get out of bed. I want to be fulfilled, and you I want to be. Yeah. I like Sam, you got life. the world ahead of you, man. You got that brass ring right did, there. Did you hear Doctor Marty? He's like, I, I've still got thirty, forty years to to yeah, go to that's to, to do this and evangelize. Mm-hmm. I mean, he loves what he does. Hell yeah! Yeah, that's inspiring. That's awesome. It's endearing. It makes him that much more endearing because he's not done yet. Honestly. I got uh, I got a, I got a question coming in at us hot off the hotline hot um, coming in. Uh, it, it's kind of it kind of uh, delves into what Matthew likes to call the Covidian timeline. And uh, yes, it's uh, I need help. I have a two year old female Chihuahua uh, and a three year old Multipoo. 
Multi, how many poos are there? I don't know, multi, multi poo. <laughs> I, I just recently retired. Um, once things get better and the virus has uh, got our world back to normal, my wife would like to travel. But she said, I need to train our dogs first. They must be able to walk on a leash. Uh, they've never done this. And I'm going to need some help. Is it an easy thing to do? So, again, a two-year-old chihuahua and a three-year-old uh, uh, multi-poo. Now, Jamie, I'm not a cynical person. Yeah, yeah. These are right? carried. These are carried dogs. A cynical person would say, "The dog weighs three pounds, you idiot." <laughs> but I wouldn't do that. But if I we, would if we were if we that. were be nice and want yeah. to keep listeners, yeah, yeah, we would say what? Uh, <laughs> what we would say is, it weighs three pounds. You it's idiot. a three pound dog, you idiot. <laughs> um, there it is. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a. Uh, uh, Getting a dog to Three walk pound. on. That's like generous too. All yeah. right. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, uh, with, with leash training, it's actually pretty, pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, what you want to do is it's, it's a, a pretty simple exercise to teach the dog that wandering away from you, you put him on a six foot leash, let him wander. And then when he gets to the end of the reach of the leash, give him a little tug, a <laughs> little now with with <laughs> you got to be careful because otherwise you're like trick yo-yo with the dog. Yeah. It's like oh, rock the yeah. cradle, <laughs> sleeper. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No, you don't want to do oh, that. And the infamous walk the dog. Well, and the infamous walk the dog. Yeah. So yeah, so the dog learns that you know wherever you're going, he's so we're go. at the end of the leash. Then yeah. what? A little tug. A little tug. A little okay. tug. Okay. And and maybe no. And you make it kind of kind of snappy. Mm, all right. And then a dog. Any attempt the dog makes to follow you, you praise him. But oh. the bottom line is where you go, the dog goes. Don't let the dog lead you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So whenever the dog goes out in front of you, turn the other way. Just keep changing direction. Then the dog's going to have to start paying more attention to where you're going so he can yeah. keep up. I got to hmm. follow that guy with yeah. the hot dogs in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> you said you, you, you got to say no or make a loud sound. Do you yeah. want the dog yeah. to see that? Too? Yeah. No, no. You don't want him to see it because uh, you want him to associate it with his behavior not with you. So, so you, you, uh, if he's if he's out there getting distracted, and then he gets that correction, it's going to startle him. When he comes towards you, you praise him, tell him everything's okay. Maybe give him one of those hot dogs that's in your pocket, <laughs> and uh, and and you know, go about your business. I and, just might like, be happy to see it too. Yeah. <laughs> but changing direction often when the dog gets distracted will teach the dog to pay closer attention. <laughs> Good lord, this digress quickly. How many little nips have you had over there? Again? <laughs> See, Marty was talking. Normally, I, I'm like talking a lot, and mm-hmm. and you know, but Marty was talking, so I was able to. Marty was drinking on some red wine. He too. was. Marty had some red wine. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. Party. I mean, you guys have like 16 ounce glasses of bourbon. <laughs> this is my third. <laughs> <laughs> They're just little. Anyway, anyway but uh, so is it? But uh, teaching a dog to walk on a leash. Is there a concern uh, or like teaching a, a small, small dog like these? Is, is there a different challenge or is it just you know, training well, dogs, training a dog? you know, you're joking, but it is a challenge not to like tug the dog too hard. Yeah. You know, you want to you want to make sure you just you just casually change direction, you know, um, and uh, and then the dog will just kind of correct himself. And a little bit more of a, a velvet glove on that. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, and with lots, you know, he lots of praise in the dog when they're when they follow, you okay. know, and, and uh, it should be. Should be pretty straightforward. It's an, it's an easy problem to solve, yeah. and dogs love to go on walks. So, um, yeah. if you teach them that uh, you know he's just a follow, they're happy following you. Yeah. 
they just, you know, uh, they just don't know what the rule is. So you, you just keep, you know, showing them over and over that when they go out on their own, mm-hmm. they'll tend to get distracted. And then, right. you know, mom or dad is going to go the other direction real quickly and they better pay attention. But that consistency. You got to be consistent. Yeah. Every time, every single time. Yeah. Because if you do it lackadaisically, it's not going to really take. That's how I got Sam to follow me. <laughs> Every time she strayed away, I just like huh? pull her hair. Like, <laughs> but see, what I, I do is I put uh, ham and pineapple pizza in my pockets and uh, she follows me. Uh, oh, that's ham and pineapple. pineapple. That's your favorite, pineapple. Brian, isn't it? <laughs> Why do you? Oh yeah, you hate pineapple. Yeah, you, uh, Jamie texts. He's like, "Hey, you got some ham and pineapple pizza? Hurry up!" I'm like, Pfft. "Which is why he showed up at like late. yeah, <laughs> one like, minute to the oops, mouth. I guess I missed it." <laughs> no, there's, there's still pepperoni. Some and, there's pepperoni and bacon out there too. Oh, that's a, now that's a good one. Yeah, no, no the pineapple. Bacon in that one? and no. pineapple. Yeah, we'll do the no, we'll do the Sam, come on. Yes, pineapple is great slices. by itself or with mm-hmm. you know, you know yeah. with something pizza. else sweet. Yes. No, you got to do savory and sweet or else it's not worth it. <laughs> ah, see there you Stop. go. All right, so Brian, your world's colliding here. Uh-oh. Um you are a, a do it yourself. Who, who's on the line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're a do it yourself kind of guy. I I I yeah, I think yeah. You're a you're a, a you're a handy dandy man. <laughs> I'm a handy guy. You're a handy dandy guy. And uh, you're, you're a dog guy and an animal yeah. guy. Um, you know what? The way you're describing me, I guess I'm a Renaissance man. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and um, in one of your earlier incarnations, mm-hmm. uh, you were a dog groomer. Well, I had grooming shops. Yeah, yeah you had a grooming yeah. shop. So you yeah. know, you're, you're knowledgeable about yeah. dog grooming. Yeah. You were, that is part of your knowledge base. Sure. Dog grooming. Uh, so here comes a question coming at you. Why is it bad? To groom your dog yourself. I'm confused. Uh, I'm getting mixed reviews here. I bought some real, what if someone bought really expensive clippers? Uh, <laughs> and what if they bought the best shampoos they could find? Um, and they have a place in their house that is very comfortable, uh, for the dog and for bathing. Uh, and everything is set. Um, they could be very well self-taught with books and lots and lots of how-to videos. But yet I hear that trying to groom your dog at home is a very bad idea and an actual horrible idea. All the good groomers in town are booked, and I cannot get into one. Uh, and the other ones uh, are sketchy at best. Uh, so I want to groom my dog at home, but uh, people that I talk to say it's a very bad idea. So um, – so this woman went out and bought good clippers yeah, and everything, yeah, right? Yeah. And she's got like space to do it and she's willing to do it. And she's been training herself and, and learning, but mm-hmm. she's getting advice that it's it's a bad idea. So as someone who who ran some grooming shops yeah. and knows a bit about grooming, can someone learn to do it at home if they buy, you know, and as Colleen says, oh, we can move that dish wa- in the washing machine and you can move power lines and gas yeah. lines and water lines. We watched this video on YouTube and I'm like, honey, no, I cannot. Hey, remember, remember the show Jackass? Yeah, yeah I do. Remember when Steve O got a tattoo when they were off roading in a Jeep, like <laughs> down a bumpy road? Oh, my God. And he got a tattoo while he was, you know, um, and it came out horrible. It was a, and he, he, you know, he almost bled to death. But, um, see, when you're, the, 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 what's the, the, the bad part of this is if you're, if you're not real skilled, mm-hmm. you know, you have sharp things. You have mm-hmm. scissors. Mm-hmm. You have clippers. Mm-hmm. You have, and uh, the dog is jumping around. The dog doesn't want to settle down, and they're not going to cooperate. That's when it can get dangerous because okay. you can cut your dog. You can cut yourself. Mm-hmm. You can, you, you know, injuries are pretty um, 
uh, pretty prevalent in that, uh, you know, even for professional groomers. Yeah. So that's why you've probably heard it's not a good idea. Okay. Now, if you have a lot of patience, if you have a calm dog, if you have good control of your dog, and if you, uh, you know, make sure the dog is secured to a, you know, uh, um, maybe a door handle or something where you have the the leash on the dog so he can't get away, um, and and slowly do li- little things at a time, brushing and combing them out. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. you might find that uh, the dog has some sensitive areas. This could be dangerous too because the dog could turn around and bite you. Right. Right. right, right. Even if the dog loves you, he can turn around and bite you because he doesn't know what you're doing. So that's that's the dangerous aspect of it. But if you're patient. And yeah, you watch some videos and you just uh, kind of educate yourself and go slowly. You can do it yourself, absolutely. There was a company that would actually, you know, you could put, you know, use it to put peanut butter in on the wall. Yeah, and the dog would lick the the peanut butter while you're washing the dog. Yeah, what was that? Uh, what was that? That item called, Jamie? Do you remember that? Uh, bath buddy. My, bath buddy. Ba- I was gonna yeah. say my shower buddy. The, yeah. My shower buddy. The bath buddy. Bath buddy. Bath buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And and like Matt said, it had suction cups on it, and yeah. it had like a uh, plastic. You know, um, had like little teeth on it, so you could put the s- smear the peanut butter. Yeah, into and smear. You get a little peanut butter and, smear going. And what that does is that schmear. that dis- that distracts the dog. Yeah. While he's licking the peanut butter off the wall. I like the smear. The smear. <laughs> and uh, so you can you can you know do some grooming that you need to do on him, yeah. but you do have to have a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't hurt to maybe um, volunteer at a grooming shop. Ooh. Ooh. I'm sure you'll find uh, grooming shops are are very welcoming to someone who wants to volunteer their time and get some pro tips, you yeah. know, from yeah. from somebody. That's a really who does good it. idea. Yeah, because it yeah it, it could be because you see them at their worst, yeah. you know. Yeah. So if you can imagine getting a kid hopped up on caffeine and then saying, "Sit still while I cut your hair," right, right, <laughs> right. you know. So so I've always uh, I've always had good luck. Uh, I'm a cat guy. Do you, um, do you bathe your cat and? Uh, yeah, but you know, after I'm licking him for ten minutes, he usually <laughs> usually goes away. He just doesn't. That's right. Jamie's always coughing up hairballs. Now, <laughs> uh, nah, only if they only if he gets really really gets into something greasy, uh, sure. you know, when we're playing in the yard. But uh, you know, we had pine trees, and we get sap on them. Sometimes we'll give him a. A little yeah. kitty bath, but generally yeah. speaking, well, you're full of mud. Your your stupid idea. Go clean yourself. <laughs> now you're locked in the basement till you get it clean. Uh, Patrick Mendez just checked in. Yeah, and uh, when he goes to the kitty shelter, he says, "I sprinkle catnip on my shoes before I walk into the Monroe Kitty Shelter." All right, Patrick. Well, oh, on your shoes. That's the trick. That's yeah. it. Oh, the shoes. Ah, got yeah. that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, talking about the grooming and, and my cat, my cats, it's like I've always been, I've been really successful at being able to trim uh, my cat's claws. Some people are, are not able to do that. And, uh, you it know, takes two for, it takes two for our cat. Yeah. No, it's just, uh, well, me, uh Jamie, me you must have a knack for it. So, uh, why don't you tell us how you, you yeah. achieved such prowess. No, nah, I just, uh, I, I play with it. I play with his paws mm-hmm. like a lot while we're sitting. Desensitize them um, a little yeah, bit. Too. Yeah. You know, and I'll like, and he'll go like, wow, look, darn things need trimming. <laughs> so, you know, I'll touch his paws frequently while we're sitting around and hanging out, uh, not to the point where it annoys him. Right. Uh, and I'll extend out his claws and, um, you know, once they start getting long, I'll, I'll go, okay, now I'll do them with the clippers. Sometimes I get like all four feet done. Yeah. Sometimes it's like you get the front two done and you're like, oh, well, that's it. Maybe we won't do the back two. Today, you know, you know um, uh, in, in Florida, uh, our, our place in the Keys, there mm-hmm. we we kayak past this um, dolphin rehabilitation center, Crazy. and um, as, as we kayak, we we watch them training the dolphins. It is 
fascinating. So what they'll do is they'll get the dolphins to, um, you know, turn around and, and put their tails up on the dock mm-hmm. because they give vaccinations in the tails. Ah. So they'll do this on a regular basis when they're not giving the, the animal a shot hmm. just to get them used to it. Just like you said with the, the cat's paws. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're always playing with the cat's paws. And then once in a while, you're going to clip it, clip yeah. the nail. It's not a big deal. Right. Now, if the only time you're grabbing your cat's paws is when you're clipping the nails... He, the cat's going to hate it. Yeah. Right. So if you can if you can train him and desensitize him, like Matt said, yeah. to that that experience, mm-hmm. then that you, in fact you could even have like uh, some nail clippers mm-hmm. sitting on your on your coffee table or something. When the cat's there, when you're petting, pet the cat's feet with the nail clippers. Mm-hmm. So you're not trying to cut the nails. You're just you're just petting them, and then once in a while. Clip, clip, a little clip, yeah. where you're not holding them with a death grip. Yeah, yeah. And you're not, you're not. You got stressed. a pillowcase with four holes yeah. cut in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> a milk crate. Yeah, a milk crate. Yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite grooming story from your uh, grooming shop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but, I can. I, mean, I watch the cats. Yeah, watch the cats. somebody have to have to go to Google, look, search our search our episodes, and yeah. find the the grooming shop. You should make story. a cartoon out of that, like you, like, <laughs> yeah, like the cartoon, cartoon of I me will. in the cage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> to, to this day, it's my my favorite cartoon, and I've watched a lot of SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, same, same, same. And that's still my favorite cartoon. I, I think it, the I think one it you made. I, I, Thank you. I, yeah. I I enjoy it immensely. Me too. I've seen it so many times. <laughs> oh, we had a I'm lot sad. of views. They're all Sam. They must be. I watch it when I'm sad, which is a Aww. lot. No. <laughs> um, more questions. More questions. What did we have here? We did the DIY. Uh, puppy, 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 puppy. 18-week-old puppy. And it is the sweetest puppy. He's a rescue pup, and he's a mixed breed. Mm. Training's been going great. This is the one I kind of teased about. Training's been going great. Uh, I've been po- using positive reinforcement, and I'll only have him – I've only had this pup for three weeks. He knows how to sit, lay down, uh, up, stand, stay, come, leave it. Uh, he's doing really well with all these commands. However, recently, every time we break into a training session, uh, usually like after a good walk or after a play session, Charlie, our dog, becomes very fearful, tail between the legs, walking away, head down, very fearful expressions. Um, I understand that puppies go through uh, two fear stages. This might be one of them. However, I'd like some advice on how to navigate this. Um, my puppy is fearful while we're training. Uh, I don't want him to lose the skills we've learned so far. Uh, what can I do to help out Chuck? You know, there's always clues. There's always clues. If you can't actually watch somebody work their dog or mm-hmm. train their dog, they, they give you clues. First clue is their dog is already doing a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? So this person is doing a lot of training mm-hmm. and they're making a lot of progress. But you know what I rarely ever have to tell somebody? Mm. Back off. Oh. You know, because the, the, uh, the dog is, doesn't like the training sessions. Oh. So it's not, it's not a fear stage. Oh. You know, you've been reading a little bit about um, uh, developmental behavior, and that's good. But this isn't a fear stage. If you can associate it with, a, uh, with, a, with another event, it's that event that's stressing them out. Oh. <clears throat> so the training is stressing them out. Even though you're making a lot of progress, you might be a little heavy-handed. So you might want to back off a little bit, make the training uh, sessions more fun, maybe uh, uh, less time, so uh, shorter sessions, um, because you're making a lot of progress. Your dog's only 18 weeks old, and you got him yeah. doing a lot of things, and 
You know, so don't rush it. You what, have a lifetime with this dog. You're what are some of the things you can make it more engaging for the dog in a back it up, set. big fella? Besides, besides backing up, but in a short period of time to engage that dog. Yeah, quicker. you know what? Um, whenever uh, here's a good rule of thumb, Matt. Whenever you make progress, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. should stop the exercise. So you're oh. stopping at a high note. Mm. Ah. It could be the very first time you tell your dog sit one time. The dog does it perfectly. Give him a treat and quit. Stop Done. doing. Stop doing that. Uh, that. Time That's to fair. watch some SpongeBob. Stop, time <laughs> to watch SpongeBob. That's it. So, um, so you don't want to keep drilling them and drilling them, and that's probably some of that's probably going right. on. So, by making it more fun, by hey, you, you, and and actually, you know, you you really want to act excited when the dog does it the first time. Good sit. That's a great sit. <laughs> right, and give him right. a treat, and and that way the dog will know that hey, this is a lot of fun. I get mm. this. I get this right, and we all you know we have a lot of fun. Break up the session. Mm-hmm. Play some fetch. You know, a, a training session shouldn't last more than 20 minutes. Right. Um, but uh, that shouldn't be in a row. You should break it up with, you know, playing and maybe, uh, uh, you know, uh, w- working your dog during commercials if you're watching a TV show or something. So during sure. a commercial. It's like talking them- to your kids. You only do it during commercials. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> and as infrequently as possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, thank you for that. You know, so it's like I want to, I want him to, be, I want to do it perfectly every single time. It's this isn't a perfect world. No, it's not a perfect world. It's, it's only a baby. It's a, yeah, it's eighteen yeah. weeks. Yeah. yeah. Cable came out. I didn't talk to him like five years. <laughs> Best five years of my life. <laughs> Watching that Cinemax when it really wasn't there. Oh, really. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, you know, if you blink Squiggle. at the same rate that it's flashing, you can kind of see squiggles. Squiggle. Squiggles. Squiggle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh! That's an old. Guy. That's another old guy reference. That's an old guy reference. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, I Matt. Mm. Um, do you play nice? I do. You? Yeah. We were, we were sitting here, and Doctor Marty was on. We were engaged in a conversation. Yeah. And uh, you were very kind, and uh, you refilled my beverage, and and I appreciate that. Well, because you put the glass in front of me, so well, yeah, I took that a, as a hint uh, of. But you played. Bitch, fill my glass. Up. You were you were sharing. You shared, and you played. Now you played nice. Jamie, yeah. Jamie, you're a yeah. bit of a tyrant. You snapped your fingers and pointed at your cup. <laughs> yeah, he was off camera too, wasn't he? I didn't yeah. know on purpose. <laughs> I didn't know such thing. You're smelling your microphone again. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. this this gift of uh, the bottle was uh, delectable and delightful yes. that someone shared with us. Um, Thank you, uh, Dave Wright, yes. Motor City Hypnotist. Yes. Uh, another wonderful podcast here on the Tr- Detroit Podcast, podcast Network, Detroit. Northville Studios. Yeah. How, how many shows you got running out of this joint now, man? This is this is A awesome. Lot. Seven, yeah, seven, ten, oh. somewhere around on, there. on the regular. Yeah, Ladies with Mimosas kicking off this weekend. Ladies with Mimosas, yeah. Really? Beauty and Cooking with Erica kicked off last weekend. She's uh, a weekend talent at, uh, or not a weekend talent. She's a weekday talent weekday at one hundred four point three W O. MC, you gotta you gotta punch the O. Yeah, that's old school. Uh, yeah. yeah, they still do it. Because I, I said that, good, good, good. and and she was like, "Oh, do you oh still no, they, they still do they it." They said she goes, "Oh no, no, they tell us punch that O, punch yeah. that O." And, and, so, she, <laughs> and uh, I I am a uh, graduate of Specs Howard. Yeah, yeah. Way back in '94, and yeah, she's she, also an instructor there that too. Is, that's it. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. yeah, lots of shows around. But I, Matt was kind, and he was sharing. It was was my point. He was playing nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got this dog owner here <clears throat> that wants to teach her dog, teach a dog. How to share toys? Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't see this. This this trick doesn't seem to be covered in any of the books I have on dogs. Can Can you help me? I'm trying to socialize my dog, and that's in finger quotes. Uh, it's the dog that I walk. Her mm-hmm. owners 
So I'm gonna. And I'm not getting the full story, but I'm guess okay. this is a dog walker, and she's like walks this dog. So the dog's owners never socialize her. Uh, she doesn't seem to like most other dogs, and I thought I could start socializing her with dogs that she seems to like. Mm-hmm. So if we are out on a walk and she meets a dog that she likes, I ask the owner to set up a play date. So the last few weeks, she's been having play dates with a Chihuahua. Uh, and we would go to the Chihuahua's backyard. Over the course of an hour, they might run and chase each other several times. Uh, my dog slows down so the Chihuahua can keep up. It's, 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 it's like a good sign. She's, yeah. she's being considerate of her playmate. Hmm. Um, in between the chasing games, they seem to do their own thing, sniffing around or playing with the humans. On the last play date, I brought some toys to the Chihuahua's backyard. They played more intensely with the toys. They ran faster and running around uh, with the toys. The, the Chihuahua ran faster with the, the toys in her mouth and my dog started growling mm-hmm. at the chihuahua whenever the chihuahua got close to her toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interpretation is that uh, she doesn't want to share her toys with her friend. Yeah, uh, The chihuahua has been growling back. Uh, they play together excitedly, mm-hmm. uh, but my dog is bigger um, and uh, leads in the chasing games. And uh, I'm afraid she might hurt the chihuahua because she is bigger. Uh, can I teach these dogs to share their toys? Um, the, the question I would have is why? <laughs> why? I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and There's here, enough toys for everybody to but go no, around. But here, here's what she, she found a, uh, a pain point, a problem, right? Right, a problem right. Area. Before that, the dogs were getting along great. Yeah, yeah. They chased each other around. So she's thinking, I want to make it better. I want to introduce toys. Yeah. Sometimes that makes it a lot worse, like introducing a, uh, a food item or something, mm-hmm, and now mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have a dog fight on your hands. Right. So. Get rid of the toys. They're already having a good time. You don't have to make it any better for them. You don't have to anthropomorphize and say, well, now they need something else. Now right. they need a, you know, easy yeah, yeah. bake oven. Now they yeah, need, yeah. you know, um, you know, internet games. Are they, do they get territorial with their toys? Then? Yeah. Yeah. They can get real territorial, real greedy. And, yeah. um, uh, mine, mine. It, it's, yeah. And if there's a size disparity, you could, you, you could cause a, a, a big problem. So you have a big dog and then a little chihuahua. It could end up being a, a terrible situation. So don't introduce the toys. Actually, Erica, oh, just, see, there you go. Yeah, Erica Take... just chimed in. She said, my dog growls at me when my husband is home, and I want to give her attention. She says, I think she's broke. Oh, that's cool. So this is Erica <laughs> from uh, uh, Beauty and Cooking with Erica. <laughs> okay. uh, new podcast here on the Podcast Speak Detroit the Network right. and <laughs> Face Space and uh, all those other things as well. And, uh, yeah, the DJ, other uh, DJ. Uh, she DJed with me at 96.3, and that's why oh, I know her. Yeah, now she's yeah, yeah. now she now jumped ship, and she's doing the OMC thing. Have you, oh, whoa, 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 MC. But yeah, so she's got a dog. Yeah, um, and the dog growls at at her when her husband is home, and she wants to give her attention. Wow, you met. Were you there? Because she came. Erica was on Animal Talk yeah, she before. Brought, yeah, she brought the uh, Claire. At the little, shipping, that little white yeah, fluff. Yeah, I met oh, that yeah. dog. Yeah. Claire Bear. Yeah. Little Claire Bear. Uh, as, as the, the shipping company, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the dog is very much Erica's dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to seem seems to me she they're they're pretty inseparable. Mm-hmm. Uh, why why do you think uh, she would growl? Um, you know, when the husband's home, it could be a possessive thing. Like, it could be um, uh, it could be displaced aggression, where the you know, ah. the uh, the dog is actually growling at her to try to keep her in in her place, try uh-huh. to keep her. Subordinate to her, so it could you could have a little bit of a a, um, a situation with a hierarchy issue, hmm. especially if they're close. Especially right. if they're close. Oh, okay. Um, I I trained a dog years and years Don't ago. Don't sass me. 
I sass you all I want. This, this, this lady had a cocker spaniel, yeah. and she said, "I need to fix this dog. Uh, my dog and I are inseparable, and this dog will do anything for me. This dog loves me." But look what he did. She rolled up her shirt sleeve, oh, oh and the dog attacked her, and she had like sixty stitches in her arm. Ooh. And this dog loves her. But you know what? You know what the owner, the owner did with the mistake she made? She got out of line. She got out of line, and the dog felt it was his position to correct her. Dog her. loves her to death, uh-huh. but he's wow. he's putting her in her place. A cocker that, spaniel. Yeah, yeah. It's a little little bit of cross wiring that happens mm. sometimes. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see it, or may, you know uh, maybe you know enlist the help of a behaviorist or trainer to come over and actually witness what's going on. It could be nothing. Chances are it's nothing, not a big deal. It's wow. just a quirky thing, but it could get out of hand. So. Um, yeah, sometimes dogs will you get know, possessive my, a little yeah, bit. They yeah, they get possessive, and then it's like, you know, you, I, I need to keep you in line. I need you to keep, you know, make sure you're doing what I want you to do, you know, because the husband comes home, right. and maybe she greets her husband, and the dog's like, wait, well, yeah, that, that wasn't part of my plan. So, <laughs> right. okay. you know, uh, you're going to have you're gonna have to, to, uh, to uh, accept my wrath, you know, uh, because I, did, I didn't want you to do that. So, th- yeah, it's probably a little bit of, little bit of a hierarchy issue there. Hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, so yeah, I would, I would have a trainer take a look at that. Uh, but nine times out of 10, it's not a big deal. They'll either grow out of it or they just, you know, it gets old after a while and they stop. She's 10. The dog is 10 years old. Yeah. Mm. She's not going to grow out of it. (laughs) 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 And if it's just growling a little bit and it's been doing that for years. So what? Erica and her puppy were together first before you know hubby came into the picture. Yeah, they've been together for twenty years. They just got married. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I just learned something today. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah, yeah. Crazy kids been together a long time. Took them long enough. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to rush into anything, Jamie. You don't want to rush in. No, don't, don't do that. Uh, You guys should rush over to your emails because. Oh Oh, no. Backdoor fiction. You decide. Oh, it is time to play a little game we like to call Factor Fiction. There are three headlines. How many headlines, Samantha? Three. There are three headlines ripped from the news. Two of them are true. One, completely false, written by me earlier when I should have been arranging a party with 84 of my friends. Oh, God. <laughs> in, in France. <laughs> All right. Don't say where it is. <laughs> in Man, France. Man, I'll, I'll bet you had to hang plenty of air fresheners we in that room. Have, huh? Oh, my God. A, <laughs> we have a party. It's very, very nice. <laughs> we don't have enough time for this. this is, damn. Make sure you use a hand sanitizer on the way out. <laughs> Mercy sakes. All right. Fact or fiction. Three headlines. Two are true. One is false. Samantha, it is, and we, we haven't had this crew together in studio in, no. in a long time. Everybody together at once. So I'm so glad everybody's here enjoying uh, pineapple pizza and yes. now abusing <laughs> Samantha. Three headlines. Like uh, always. Brian, you got one? I got one. Ready? Mm-hmm. Go for it. Uh, number one, boa constrictor stuck in car dashboard, freed unharmed. All right. Headline number okay. two coming in. Geese to play a role in Top Gun sequel. In a tribute to Goose. Aw. Okay, that sounds real. And then number three, government backs birth control for squirrels. <laughs> Guys, I have a story. Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> what? Squirrel later. condoms? No. No, no, no. Later. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Squirrel condoms. Um. <laughs> okay, number one, boa constrictor stuck in car, uh, car dashboard. <laughs> 
Freed unharmed. And headline number okay. two reads as follows. Geese to play a role in Top Gun sequel in a tribute to Goose. And number three. Government backs birth control for squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to say the birth control one's fake. The birth control one is fake. Yeah. <laughs> is that the real one? I have no idea. Oh, oh my come on! Gosh, are you kidding uh, me with that? <laughs> yeah, that's is a, it the Top Gun one? We complicate everything. Uh, the Top Gun one would have been correct as, as the fake fact. That yes. was I was gonna say, and I was like, nah, no way. <laughs> that's believable though. <laughs> that is that believable. Is. Well, Why wouldn't they do that? I don't know. Uh, but I mean, I guess it's just a random bird in the movie, so why would they? Brian, tell us about this boa constrictor in a uh, glove. He doesn't. I don't. He, I, no, he doesn't yeah. have it? <laughs> All right, you got I it. Didn't, okay, I didn't listen, give the links listen, to listen, the article. Listen, right. I got a it. A boa constrictor was stuck in the dashboard. <laughs> they got it out. Okay. <laughs> they got it out. What part don't you understand? And, he's <laughs> and he was unharmed. He was unharmed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't send the links to the stories. I just sent the headlines. It's, uh, that's all people really want. That's okay. We don't have to read the stories. They just tune in for the, the, no, head, that's exactly the headlines how, and the car crashes. That's oh. how I read the news in the morning. I read oh, all the headlines read, oh, and I'm caught headlines. up. <laughs> Can you uh, believe it? Can you believe it? Matthew, we're already here. Oh, you oh get to goodness. tell the joke. You get to tell the joke. Oh, no, no. We it's got, time we, for we got the bad animal what? joke of the week. Who's bad? All right, so uh, time I, for the bad animal joke. I have a theme for our bad animal jokes oh, for tonight because we've mentioned it. it a few times throughout this past hour. So, right. number one, why couldn't the lizard get a girlfriend? Because uh, he lived in Lizard Lick. She thought it was had... weird. Because he had reptile dysfunction. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of old guys, <laughs> oh yeah, because you guys are old. <laughs> I was gonna tell you a cow joke. I was going to tell you a guy's a, t- a cow joke, yeah. but it's past your bedtime. Oh, oh my God. Oh. These are bad. These are bad. And uh, the last old guy joke. Why does a giraffe have such a long neck? I don't know. Why does a giraffe have such a long neck? Because his feet stink. Uh. <laughs> That's an old guy joke. Oh That's an old God. guy joke. Yeah, my feet were ripe the other night. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I took my watching TV. I was like, was it during the, the during the party? I was during like, the party yeah. for eighty four <laughs> people. <laughs> during the party, eighty four people. <sighs> Why wasn't I invited? Oh, <laughs> Sam, tell people stuff. Oh my, God. I'm so, I'm. I'm are, are you concerned. out of practice? <laughs> yeah, I'm concerned. Um, so we are the Animal Talk podcast. Our website www.animaltalkradio.com. You don't need the www, but I just like to say it. Um, our social media profiles are all at Animal Talk Radio, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can go on there, find us on there. Um, and then we got our YouTube, Animal Talk TV. <laughs> um, and then merch site, wearingfunny.com. Perfect. Buy some merch. There's some fun uh, pet, uh, you know, dog mom, cat mom shirts. Yeah, masks too. Cat, cats and wine make the world go around. Get a mask. And get a mask. Animal and get Talk a little, Radio mask. That's yeah. it. It's all it's all available on the line. Wearingfunny.com. Thank you so much. If you've if you've lived through this, thanks to Dr. Marty and all the, the swag. Yeah, yes, he's absolutely. awesome. Dr. Like Dr. Marty. Um, thank you for being part of the, the posse tonight, Dr. Marty. And uh, his website again is simply uh, drmartyspets.com, and that's where you can get his food and his book and more information about all the stuff he does. <laughs> Animal Talk Radio, that's all about us, and we'll see you next time. Hey, cool.
<laughs> Erica's like terrible. terrible. <laughs> the bad animal jokes. Oh, terrible. terrible yeah. Hey, Jamie. Hey, what? Hey. Have an exotic week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kiss your wild thing for me. Thank you. I just, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was looking at you. I'm like, what? I, I was done. I said, all right, see you next yeah. time. I was Bye. done. I was you're, waiting for it to hit stop. Your, your tagline slipped into the bourbon. 